Hey, welcome to the Odd Show um, again. The G is silent. The G is silent. We've not left Flying M Coffee for a week. Um, we have the same clothes We've on. We've been here for six days. We're in the same location. Um, so, actually, we thought that we'd knock out two episodes. Yeah, I'm going to be, hopefully, closing on our house this week, uh, the right. 19th. I have, an, I have some plans for Odd Topics. Right. You have some plans for I Odd Topics. I have some plans for Odd, to- odd Topics. So, um, so that's that's what we're doing. This is just, we're recording kind of back-to-back episodes uh, because we're fun like that. Super fun. Yeah, super fun. Uh, as always, I'm Bruce. This is Thomas. And uh, welcome to the show. So today, uh, actually this might be the first, um, one of the first episodes where a topic's presented and I'm like, no, I, I believe this. And Thomas is like, nope, that's not what... Yeah, that might be the, uh, not a complete disagreement, but... No, not in complete disagreement, but I think Calvinists are wrong. No, <laughs> I didn't, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, Matt Chandler, we uh, love you. I, I, I actually agree with a lot. Anyway, we're going to talk about God's plan for your life, which I ultimately think there's no plan. No, that's not what I said. That's not even what I said. I think there's a plan. There's a solid plan for our life, um, but not the way that most people use it or or think about it. Um, As in, they routinely use Jeremiah 29, 11, which says, um, God says, I have a plan. Uh, I I have a plan for what is uh, it? That you shall prosper, and not I'm a. I went to seminary. Have gotten the Bible yeah. out. And, yeah, um, except my phone's right there. I know so. the plans I have for you, says the um, Lord. Yeah, plans, plans of, plans of to hope prosper in the future you. to prosper you, and not to and not and to not, harm you, not to harm you. Um, Bible. Um, so, I think people use that to suggest that God has a individual plan for my life that includes um, prosperity and, right, you know, right. and, and it's a popular verse that prosper, house, prosperity gospel better kids. Um, preachers use routinely um, but I think people use it like I'm going to do this with my life and I'm going to go here with my life and I'm going to do this with my life and I'm going to do this and I don't think that that's true. I think that always flows into Ephesians where it says I can do all things through Christ. Right. I can do all I can get those, any car through Christ who strengthens me. Those two chapters together um, or those two verses together make make the bottom line right, of right. prosperity. The problem gospel. I have with evangelicalism is actually in, so, involved in those two verses. Um, I think, however, if you take that verse Jeremiah twenty nine eleven contextually, God's speaking to through uh, through Jeremiah. God is speaking to the Israel the Israelites who are um, being sent into exile with the Babylonians. And he's telling them, I'm not going to leave you there. I, I, I made a promise through Abraham long ago right. to save the world through you, through through you as a people. Israel. Through Israel. And I'm going to enact that plan. I'm going to bring you back out of uh, exile and I'm going to and I'm going to prosper you and you're going to be a people that you're I gonna, you're going to exist long, long, a lot longer than these Babylonians you're about to go get exiled into. Right. So and in that because God's plan for humanity. I'd say he's faithful to that promise. Yes. Jesus on the cross well, yeah. is, is or, the fulfillment or just, of that promise. Just Israel. Well, for the next just Israel. Years. Yeah, yeah. So he pulls them out and he and prospers them. But I just think that um, that the plan that he's talking about to prosper them, it ultimately is seen in the culmination of Christ on the cross. And our individual plan for our life 
is, is that, is that we would submit to Christ as our Savior and that we would walk in that salvation. Um, and that in there, God's prepared good works for us to do, but I don't think good works equates to a plan for your life. For, for example, I'm currently involved with a church plant um, in Boise here, and I'm fairly confident that that's not God's plan for my life because he's put other desires in my heart. Some would argue, well, the, that's God's plan for your life, but I don't, I'm not even sure of that. I think that he puts these desires in my heart that glorify him, and in obedience, um, I seek him on them, and they become the desires of my heart, and I want to do those things. Um, but should I do something, choose to do something else that glorifies him, I don't think God's going to be like, nope, hit by a bus, you weren't following my plan. <laughs> right. So I think, I think you know, good, good layout. I uh, I kind of agree, but my issue is more along the lines of, say, Joe Schmo becomes a congressman, right? Right. Are, you're saying that it doesn't matter whether he became a congressman or a janitor, both those are in line with salvation. Could or be. I'm saying that, no, I think God creates some people to be janitors. I think God creates some people, not just creates them, creates situations and circumstances around their lives to where... They, if they step into his plan, that, that plan is accomplished. The end goal of that is you're going to be a janitor. And, and not just unhappy about it, and, oh, I guess I'm a janitor, but, man, God's called me to do this thing to make this thing happen. So I would agree with you in the sense that, man, God's call for everyone. There is a call to Jesus. Everyone's called to, to be centered in him. Uh, the Bible says it this way, you know, for in him all things were created. You know, and by him and through him, all things have their being. All things exist for him. So I agree. Right. Jesus is the penultimate uh, plan of God for people. Except I also agree, I also disagree that, that that it's inconsequential these other things that come oh, no. along. I think well, it's consequential. I know you didn't say that, but Poor those things. God God's called some people to be accountants. Sure. And God's called I mean, people to be school teachers. So, so that gets into like calling, I think, is even this other different thing than plan necessarily, because people put so much emphasis on like, I don't know what God's called me to. Um, I'll tell you what God's called you to. Love God, love your neighbor, love each other, yep. make disciples. Make disciples. He got clear. Jesus was like, all of the laws and the prophet are wrapped up in these two man two commands. Love God, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yep. And then he took his disciples aside and said, here's this other new command that I give you. No, love, love each other. Each other. Yep. And then he says, hey, go make disciples of the world, of all nations, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, he was very clear in laying out, like, here's your call. Now, I think, and this is just me well, stepping away. the gospel to all the world. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, right. But, I mean, I, I think... We try and trade that okay. for a specific calling. Like, am I called into ministry? Yes. <laughs> but we answered it for you guys. Yes. You don't have to. You're called into ministry. This is the only video you um, need to affirm your calling. Ministers of reconciliation. That's your called to do the good work Accurate. of the ministry. Right? Got it. Like, yeah. Go love people. Love God. That will testify to the goodness of God and draw people into his love and, and, and tell them and, and preach the gospel. So I mean, you're not saying people are preaching. So, okay, go ahead. No, no, no. So I'm saying calling wise, I think we put so much pressure on what am I called to? Am I called to being a, a janitor? Am I called to be, you're called to 
these things that Jesus laid out. Love, love, love. Make, preach the gospel. Make love, disciples. love, love, make. Right. So that's your calling. I think if it was opposite, it would be make, love, love, love. It would be awkward. <laughs> but, but I think when, when we get that, like mm-hmm. when we understand and submit to that, God can direct your heart towards specific things. So, yeah. so at one point in your Almost life, as if there was a plan. <laughs> Almost maybe. as if there was <laughs> Maybe. But I mean, like, I have plenty of friends. I have plenty of friends that would would say I had a choice. You know, I felt like. Mm-hmm. And even Matt Chandler's told this story. When he was going to, he had friends that were like, come to Flower Mound. Come, come to Dallas. Start this thing with us. And they were in, I think, Abilene or something like that. And in his sermon, he said, there was no, the dresser didn't catch on fire and not be consumed. And a voice didn't come out of it and said, <laughs> Sounds like something he stay said. here stay. or go to Dallas. He said, <laughs> yeah, you made, you made they a choice, sought I guess? counsel <laughs> and it was split 50-50, almost down, or exactly down the middle that people were like, no, God wants you to stay here. And people were like, no, God wants you to go to Dallas. So him and his wife made this decision to to pack up and go to Dallas and prayed God if this is your, if this is your desire for us, for, then then glory be to you. If this is not, protect us. But he makes the point that if he'd have stayed in Abilene, he thinks God would have blessed that. And if he'd have and gone to Dallas, he thinks God would have blessed. And here's that. where I think maybe some of the tension comes in. At least for me, I feel you're you're saying that it. You, you make the choice. You, you choose to do something that you feel God wants you to do. And then God makes that work, makes that happen. And but I also think that God calls people to things <laughs> and, okay. and they're obedient to it. And, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying you can't. Right, right. Paul wanted to go to Rome. Right. And Paul had to go everywhere else instead. Right. Right. And eventually maybe he got to Rome. But, but he got to Rome. Maybe he got to Rome. But he got to Rome. He got to Rome. But what I'm saying, eventually – but not because that's what he had purposed in his heart to go to Rome. Right. But he and said God was, and, and, and literally angels came down and said, nope, you got to go that way. Right. So almost as if there was a plan for Paul. Maybe. To go to these other other places. To go to, you know, Capernaum and Phoenicia and all the other places he had. I don't know. The places he had. Asia. Not not big Asia. Little Asia. Asia, right. Asia Minor. as the kids call it. Um, so... I, I agree. Except I think the tension really comes in where you say, man, I can choose to do something and God will bless it, which I, I don't think there's – I think that's a big deal. But I think that there are things that God wants you to do, a funnel, if you will, that he's like, yeah, within my will, there's a lot of leeway. There's a lot of movement. Right. But the end of that funnel, which you're saying is Jesus, I agree, but the beginning of that funnel is Jesus too. Right. But the closer you get to where God needs you to be, where I believe God wants you to be in life – um, that you're limited, not in your ability to make decisions, but your, your, your direct following of his leading voice, right? So I would say that there is, there is a lot of leeway for you to make decisions along that spectrum. I'm going to go, I'm going to stay in Kentucky or wherever, or I'm going to go to Abilene, Texas. I don't, or I'm going to go do this. That has nothing. That's not the bigger thing that the plan of Matt Chandler's life, the plan for Matt Chandler's life was to step into grace and then preach the gospel. Right. Right? Right. And, and I would say the plan of some people's lives is not to preach the gospel like Matt Chandler does on the stage every week or write books um, that are okay or some of them good. 
but some 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 of them uh, <laughs> that was bad. You've not written a book. Yeah, yeah, I've had written a book. But but some people some people's God's plan is for them to be a janitor and and to minister grace that way and and in whatever capacity they can or or to be a uh, I don't know what what else. So is what if God's plan is that we preach grace right. regardless of where we're at? But I would say no, it's not regardless of where you're at because then there's also a mission. There's a people that God desires to reach, sure. and he uses Paul to reach those people. So can God not have a plan for everyone's life? I got like it. some people's life? <laughs> I think God has a plan for everyone's life. But I don't know. I, 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 don't know if, I, I see your issue with I just don't my, know if it's the we way the that same, we've made it. Right, right. We have the same issue with using Jeremiah 29.11 to be the director of that. Right. Because literally, in context, you're telling – God is through the prophet is telling the people you're all going to go to Babylon in exile. Most of you are going to be slaves. Some of you are going to get lucky and own a house there and live there for a while. But God's promise to you isn't that he's not going to do this because he loves you so much. He's going to punish the nation this way. And then in the end, he will prosper you by bringing you out of that problem or that issue. So for 70 years, which let's face it back then, you're probably going to die in that 70 years. Right. So he's basically promising you you're going to die in a foreign land with people that don't like you. Probably two generations. You. Two generations. Yeah, two generations. Back when you lived to 45, and that's a that's a good old ripe old age. Um, that, that, that at the end of that, his ultimate goal for not you as an individual, but his ultimate goal for what he wants to accomplish is that he will accomplish it. He will bring prosperity to you as a nation, but not you as an individual. And I think that the church kind of gets that backwards. Right. They're like, well, no, kind of for you as an individual. Um, not really not really what the text is saying. Now, right. I even come to that conclusion by other things, but that and the text itself is misused. I don't want to take away the hope that people get out of that text either. Right, right. Like, like, I, I usually have graduations. Right. Not 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 secular schools though. No, yeah. at seminary. Yeah, right, seminary. Yeah, liberal. Well, no, I think high school um, might private school. Yeah. High school. Yeah, high school. Are you allowed to quote that in high I school? I think so. I think some people quoted it. I think they give it as cards to like the kids. You know, maybe they quote it and then they get tackled off the stage. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Shut the I, mics off. I I don't want to suggest that someone in a difficult time or an or an unsure time in their life right, right. can read that. And God speak hope into their heart. Right, right. Through that verse, I'm not suggesting. Right, that. when you make a doctrine out of it, though. Right, but when we when we grab hold of that and are like, "Look, this is the reason your life's a mess." I know God has a plan, but for God you. has a plan for your life. Right, right. That's not helpful. And then maybe but God's God's plan right now is for you to be a mess. And 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 oh, maybe God's plan for you is to suffer. It's a little bit. That would suck. Right. Or in like, that case, like those Peter, people are going to agree with like, me that God does not have a plan for your life. Right, but like Peter says, Peter. so the thing that I would say counteracts that, Peter says the body that suffers is done with sin. Right. You know, I'm just says, saying I'm the people that are Christ. suffering right now yeah. are going to agree with me. Nope, God doesn't have a plan. It's going to be better. Maybe they won't. <laughs> Maybe they're going to die on a cross. I don't know. It happens. I'm just saying I, we, I think we've missed, mm -hmm. we've missed the point, and we've taken a piece of Scripture and made it into what we want it to be. So that we feel better. Right. So that it's easier. Because that's one of those things where it's easier to tell someone who's going through a difficult time. Bro, Jeremiah 29.11 says. And then, and then we make it what we want it to be. And I don't think it's that way. I, like, I don't want to say 
because for me to say God doesn't, ha and I wrote this blog, so I shouldn't have titled it God doesn't have a plan for your life. But for me to say God doesn't have a plan for your life is just as wrong as saying God has an absolute plan right. for your life. And if you're not living it, you're going to get hit by a mantra. Right. I don't think that that's true. Okay. I, I think both extremes are are wrong in general. Um, God doesn't have a plan for you. No. I, I would say I would say Jonah might disagree with you. Right. That God had a plan for his life, and he was, and in, in his avoiding of it, disaster came. Right. But and I don't know how. To, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. For me to say unequivocally, right. Either one of these is true. Would be wrong. Because there's, I mean, there are people that I've known that were like, I feel like I have this choice. And they're good, godly people. Right. And they just went, and the location didn't matter. But I would say the, the opposite's also true. I've, seen, I've had good meaning, well-meaning Christians uh, say, I, I want to do this. I think this is what God wants. And it, it blow up, blows up in their face. Yeah. And doesn't work out. And and then how do you deal with that? You say, well, maybe I didn't hear God clearly, or maybe just possibly um, God allowed that to work out. God allowed that to work out to that way to get me where He wanted me to be. So, yeah, I, I, I can see where you're coming from. I just think we confuse calling, or we put this huge emphasis on calling, right? And we stall our life. Because we don't know what God's calling us to. Yeah. We stall. Don't stall your life. Doing what we're supposed to or what we should be doing or what we could be doing. Uh, and we've talked about this before in the past. But the difference between uh, big M ministry and little m ministry. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing you can do for God right now is what he's called you to do in this moment. Right. Um, and it and may, not be, get, it may not be the plan. It may the not be would, the big thing that you're going to do for a long, long time. The reason we would normally bring that up, uh, big M and little m, big Little ministry, what I'm doing right now, big ministry, what God's doing with my life, is that it's easy, going right into what you're saying, it's easy to get caught up in what God's going to do with my life and what I think God wants to do with my life and miss out on what God wants to do right now right. with me, through me, for me, by me, whatever. Um, and, and I know a lot of people, Bible college kind of breeds this mentality that, man, I'm focused on becoming a pastor. I'm focused on becoming a speaker or evangelist or a music minister and that's the goal and then right now you have you're exposed to a body of believers christians who are your age your your peer group your perspective level and and you have something to offer them and they have something to offer you and you forsake that for the sake of the bigger thing and the bigger thing only happens because the little thing happens well right or the bigger thing happens and now you're a selfish self-centered egocentric misogynist who no one can tell no to because you were never in real community with believers who grounded you in the start where your heart needed to be cultivated and now you're, you have a platform uh, of huge ministry and you destroy people's lives on a daily basis because of your your uh, destructive tendencies, right? So that's that's the reason we normally have that conversation. But that, that does feed in directly to the plan for your life is more about right now than it is the end goal or the Jesus right now is more important than where you're trying to be or set yourself up to be 5, 10, 20 years down the road. So it may sound like we agree. I'm, for the, I'm not agreeing with you. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, yeah. 
God doesn't have, God has a plan for your life, in my opinion. And the Bible supports that some things you do, God is going to circumvent. Um, and some things you do, God's going to bless and make obvious that that's where he wants you. But not always, but that's, that happens. Stop using Jeremiah twenty nine eleven the wrong way. We're in, in we're both to in, support what you want to do. We're both in big agreement about that, and that's really more my point than anything. And I think even the blog that I wrote points to that you're mishandling that idea, especially for um, to support the idea that prosperity is a thing when the Bible talks more about suffering than prosperity, or that your soul would prosper, right? Or yeah, or that your soul would prosper. Um, so, stop using it yeah, don't for do your own. The Bible is not about you. It's about Jesus. Ooh. Little hint. Yeah. Little, little biblical help tool that I use. In the beginning, there was God. In the beginning, there was God, not you. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, would, it would be beneficial to write another Bible that just says, in the beginning, in the you weren't there. <laughs> it, says, it says the same it thing. It says the same thing. Um, actually, I think that's how the atheist Bible starts. In, in the, the beginning. beginning, you weren't there. Big bang. <laughs> Big bang. Fair enough. Um, um, yeah, so so cool. that's it. That was actually, man, that's two episodes in under like 46 Well, under minutes. a week, which is, which is really good for us. Right. That doesn't ever happen on right. a Monday. But and within an hour of each other. That's both episodes within an hour of each other. So It's like Jay Leno or like, you know, that's how they do it, right? They just do like five episodes <laughs> in one go on night. vacation, right? Yeah. It's kind of like um, that. We should do jaywalking. <laughs> you remember from Jay Leno? He'd just go on the street and just interview people. And oh, talk. that's cool. No, I didn't. That's a cool name of it for it, yeah. though. It is Jay mean, Leno, Jay Walking. Yeah. Anyway. Smart. All right. Um, so that's the odd show. Remember, the G is silent. You can check us out at theoddshow.com and on Twitter at odd underscore show. And remember, there's always a G in the word odd. Um, that's it for this week. Like Thomas said, we're going to do a couple odd topics in between here and there and uh, the next time you see us we will be split screen again yeah but we live like three and a half hours from each other now which is awesome so there will probably be more on yeah on location, location yeah things um, i got some ideas got yep yeah, got some ideas so in the meantime stay odd and thanks and we love you guys see ya peace